As I mentioned in the beginning, what a blessing that we can be here this morning together to celebrate this feast of Pentecost, which marks the beginning of the church. I want to welcome any visitors that may have joined us here this morning, and of course those who are joining us via live stream. God bless you. We always love having you with us, and we hope that you will come back and join us another time. I'm sure you've had this happen to you before, but what often happens to me at Mass is the refrain for the psalm has a way of getting into my bones, and I find myself singing it all throughout the week. So I know what I'm going to be singing this week. Lord, send out your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. I know I'll be singing this. And perhaps we can start this morning by making an act of faith. Because the Spirit that wants to renew the earth always wants to begin with this little piece of earth that we call our hearts. He always starts right here. And perhaps we can begin by believing as we see in that first reading where they were gathered together in the upper room and the Spirit came down upon them. And here we are gathered together here this morning in this place to believe that the Holy Spirit does indeed want to come down in ever new ways, giving new graces, new gifts, and bearing new fruits. Let's make an act of faith in this. We've done this before, but you can join me putting our hands over our hearts. Close your eyes if you wish. And let's pray three times, come Holy Spirit. Let's pray that together. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Maybe we just have 10 minutes of silence now. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Saint Athanasius, one of the great Christians of the early church, he said, the glory of God for a human being is when a person is fully alive. And this is what we all want. We want to live a life that is full. And to understand his words in light of this feast would be to say it this way. The glory of God is when any Christian child, any Christian man or woman, young or old, 
is fully alive in the Spirit. Fully alive in the Spirit. And this is what we see with the life of Jesus. If we were to go into those first four chapters of Luke's Gospel, and I hope that we will do that this week, read those first four chapters of Luke's Gospel and see how many times the Holy Spirit is mentioned in connection to Christ. Jesus lives and does everything by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he believes that the Father will provide everything that he needs through this gift. And then read the first four chapters of the Acts of the Apostles. And what do we see? The church is raised up and living by the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus reveals that our humanity redeemed is a life now that is lived by the Holy Spirit. And so we see them with the strength to carry out the mission of God. We see them with courage to proclaim what God had done, overcoming their fears. We see them speaking in new tongues and languages. We see in them the gift of miracles, believing that God can heal and they heal. They are given power to drive out demons. They are given the strength to lay down their lives and to bear their crosses joyfully. The Spirit stirs up a generosity that is so great that the poverty in their midst is completely taken away. This is the gift that we are called to live by. Just as the church makes no sense without Christ, so the church makes no sense without the Holy Spirit. As the soul is what gives life to the body, the Holy Spirit gives life to the Christian. Otherwise, we are dead. And so in order for this celebration of Pentecost to bear the fruit that God desires, I'd like to invite us to bring to this altar now two desires. The only reason that a person could leave a Mass with no change, with no effect, is if that person came to Mass without a desire. Because if we don't desire, we don't ask. And if we don't ask, we don't receive. We must come to Mass with desires, with intentions that we bring to the Lord at this altar.
Let's bring the desire, the first one, to know the Holy Spirit. Let's bring him out of the basement of our lives into the living room to be part of everything that we do. Holy Spirit, I want to know you. Fulfill this desire and the second desire to live by the Holy Spirit. So much of the day, we don't even think about this. We don't desire to live by the Holy Spirit. And without that desire, our Christian life means nothing. Holy Spirit, come and give me the desire to live like Jesus and the early church by you. And this leads immediately to two fruits. First, a greater awareness that will grow in our lives of how the Spirit is present, how the Spirit is moving. And the second fruit, a confident anticipation of how the Spirit is going to provide and act in the next moment. Do we anticipate that the Holy Spirit is going to do something in the next two seconds? He's going to provide us with something. And our life is going to be completely different because of the Spirit. Do we believe this? Do we watch for it? Do we anticipate it? Holy Spirit. And part of the reason for the ignorance and lack of awareness And perhaps some of you are thinking this right now. Father, this has not been part of my Catholic formation. I'm hearing this for the first time. And this is true. There has been a real gap in our formation as Catholics about the Holy Spirit. And that has to change. And it's going to change here. The Spirit is moving in your life and in mine, and we just don't recognize it. We don't call it what it is. Have you ever been listening or reading the Scriptures, and then suddenly a passage that you've heard a hundred times And for the first time, you understand it. Where did that understanding come from? The Holy Spirit. Have you been in a crisis where a friend or a loved one is going through a hard time and you would love to give some counsel and you feel like you have nothing? You feel so inadequate and helpless, you're in the moment. And all of a sudden, it comes. And you find yourself with a wisdom and a counsel that you are aware is not coming from you. Where did that come from? The Holy Spirit. And we just don't realize it. 
Have you ever been afraid to do something? I mean the kind of fear that just locks you up where you want to stay in that crystal cocoon and in that place of comfort and uh, safety. And all of a sudden, you find yourself stepping out with courage and strength to do the very thing you and I were afraid to do. Where did that courage and strength come from? The Holy Spirit. And there's so many examples. I want to end by just mentioning one thing that is so important here. Why is it that we do not see as many manifestations and fruits of the Spirit in the lives of so many Christians and in the church. Why? Here's where we need to understand why the Holy Spirit is also called the sanctifier. Remember that image that Jesus used of new wine and new wineskins. The Holy Spirit is the new wine. But here's the problem. Sometimes God is pouring that new wine of the Spirit in an old wineskin. What do I mean? The old life of our fallen human spirit, which is a life of pride, of egotism and selfishness, a life of rebellion and willfulness, a life of self-reliance and self-protection, a life where I want to control and dominate, where things have to be this way or have to be this way, and there's no room for the Holy Spirit. My fallen human spirit is taken over. I'm impatient, I'm angry, I'm willful, I'm restless. No space for the Spirit. That has to die. And the Lord needs to give us a new wineskin, dispositions of humility, surrender, childlike trust and docility, fostering the spirit of charity and patience and peace so that the Spirit can come and work and move. The new wine needs to be poured into new wineskins. This is why the Spirit needs to keep, keep chipping away at the pride and all the ways that pride manifests itself. So my dear friends, as we celebrate this Eucharist, let our hearts yearn with the desire, Holy Spirit, I want to know you. Holy Spirit, I want to live by you. Which is to say, Holy Spirit, we want to be fully alive. Amen.